0: It slices, it dices, it makes all your dreams come true. The Creators Collective provides information not only on woodworking, but metalworking, leather, electronics and more. But that's not all. It also comes with three hosts to answer all your creating questions. Now, listen along as James Wright, Zach Herberholtz and William Walker fumble through answering your questions live each Thursday morning. Listen in now, and you can have this amazing podcast for the simple monthly instalment of a Patreon subscription. But we're just getting started.
1: And welcome back for another week with the uh, Creators Collective. And uh, this is formerly known as the Crafted Podcast, which I still have the hard time of not saying. This has been a, uh, a fun time. <laughs> And uh, we're here for answering your questions. So if you have any questions you would like us to answer, uh, feel free to let us know in the chat if you're live. If you're not live, then you can also comment on the videos on YouTube or send one of the three of us a message, and we'll try and get those answered in the next podcast. So uh, for this week, I do want to say a huge thank you to our top patrons of the... Month, Make build modify master of none and Debbie Brook. Thank you so much for uh, your help in this, and we're looking forward to what we're going to do in the future. Can have you guys uh, just uh, have, have you guys been keeping up with uh, Make Build Modify? Uh, I don't remember what his last one was.
2: Well, his his channel has just absolutely exploded. I think he's uh, last time I checked, he's over seventy five thousand subs, which is pretty oh. impressive. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a pretty pretty new channel he started after uh, after all of us did i don't even think he's maybe been around for about a year or so so he's he's, he's putting out some good stuff so if you guys aren't familiar with him uh, justin sparks he's his uh, channel make build modify definitely check him out hey it's i'm cool. justin welcome back to make build Modify. <laughs> wonder what you're up to there james
1: <laughs> let's turn off the double it's,
3: it's a cameo there uh, and our oh. guest host justin from make build modify yeah
1: What's new with you guys? What have you guys been
2: up to this past week? Oh
1: Well, I actually was on uh, the Maker Break podcast. Um, he's been doing quite a few uh, um, interviews with other makers and uh, a really cool channel. He does some. Uh, he's very, very good at interviewing and getting to know the makers who you get to uh to see on uh, Facebook and YouTube and other such places, um, but definitely go check out the podcast, uh, the Maker Break podcast. Uh, very very cool. Yeah,
2: he's interviewed some some uh, some pretty popular people. Uh, yeah, other that,
1: awesome. um, I did a uh, the the countertop build video, uh, and that was a, a crazy blast. Um, yeah, Corian. I had a lot of people then asking me what I'm going to do with the, the scraps left over. And uh, I, I have a lot of fun ideas. I, I think Corian might become a uh, a new media that I have on the channel often.
2: So I've I've wanted I... to. We've talked about this before, and I've always wanted to do some stuff with uh, Corian. But I I don't know. I feel like it's one of the weird things about making stuff. Is everything's like if it's foreign, like you're just you don't want to to do it. But like once you once you jump in and kind of have some sort of experience or exposure, it like yeah, kind of. it's like, okay, you can, you can throw that in like your bag of, you know, tricks, but uh, how does that stuff machine?
1: Oh, beautifully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, is it, I mean, even with, with, with hand tools, you can get a really nice surface, but uh, with something like a, um, um, a circular saw or table saw, it, it, it cuts really nicely. What uh, kind routers, of routers, the, oh, no. the general way of it being cut is cut with a router. Huh. Um, and so most of the machine shops that, that work on it, um, they have jigs that the router rides along to cut all the joining edges, um, to joint everything, to round all the edges. Huh. Uh, router is the way to go, and you get almost a glass smooth surface off of it.
2: So about like, uh, how, how's, like, so if, if you said it cuts fine on the table saw?
1: Oh, yeah. So yeah, what it? A- it, cuts, it cuts much like um, a really hard maple.
2: Okay, so... Do, is there a certain like blade that you should have on your saw you know um
1: a ripping blade works better
2: oh okay huh. I wouldn't have thought that but yeah, yeah it, it
1: it doesn't it doesn't score well like a knife would like score I mean it scores but it doesn't it doesn't cut well there aren't any fibers to cut as you would be with a yeah, cross cut okay. blade um, so it tends to it, it planes very easily and uh, you, you get that almost curling action from a, a slicing cut as opposed to a, huh. a knife cut
2: Yeah, I always thought that like, kind of always wanted to do something with like uh, walnut and corian because you get that 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 awesome kind of kind of mid-century modern look. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Was it uh,
1: some channel just did that recently? Where was? I wouldn't know. (laughs) I don't watch. I don't watch too many of them. I don't watch enough YouTube. It's. I'm now over 800 channels that I'm subscribed to, so I I see all the videos. I can't always remember who did what.
2: That it reminds me, like, so my wife has like a soap addiction. I don't, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Like a like, couple weeks ago, soaps? Well, I I took a shower. Like this is a month ago. <laughs> I mean, I've taken you showers took a shower soaps. a month ago. I've, I've taken showers <laughs> since then, but this was about a month ago. I was taking one, and I looked on like the little the little like vanity thing in the shower, and there were eleven bars of soap that were open, eleven of them. I just thought that was ridiculous. I said, you gotta. We gotta cut back on this. Like you don't you probably don't even know what these things are. Or <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's what got me on that subject.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, the other yeah. thing I did this week was uh turning a mallet. I got to uh play with some uh live oak, which is uh, I saw that common down south, um, but not up here. And it is a, a very, very hard wood. It's actually the wood that old iron sides was made out of. Um and extremely dense um, extremely tough yes absolutely gorgeous at least the piece i had had just a ton of wild curl in it it was from a branch and made a a fantastic mallet i would love to get several slabs of that and make a tabletop i think that would be absolutely incredible yeah so what about you guys zach um i have
2: been making like it's it's I feel like an elf like uh so like the leather working stuff that I've been doing has really just taken off and it's something that I started kind of just as a hobby to kind of get my uh, get my experience up making some small little items so that I can eventually do videos and I made some handbags and stuff, like tote bags and that's all I've been doing for like the past two weeks. I've had like probably three, 000, four thousand dollars worth of orders in the past two weeks of like handbags and like key fobs, the, the lanyards that I put the video out on. So Um, I've just been cranking those out, like seriously putting in probably 10, 12 hour days, uh, trying to get all this stuff out for Christmas. So it's, it's been, uh, it's been, it's crazy. It's like a whole new business that just happened this month. So, uh, but I have some good stuff on coming up for, uh, the new year. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be doing some, some videos with uh Tandy leather. So I've had a lot of requests for that sort of stuff, just from the post that I put on my Instagram. A lot of people seem really intrigued and, uh, yeah, working is a lot of fun. It's something that, <clears throat> um, you know, you spend a day out there in the shop. You're dirty and, and tired, and you come in, and, uh, you know, sometimes for me, like, I, I don't just want to sit down, and I'm not ready to call it a night, and the leather is something that's fun because you can kind of just relax and, and, you know, do it casually, and you're clean, and it's nice. So, yeah, it's kind of some of yeah. what I've been up to and what's coming up for me. How about you, Will? Christmas. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, I've got everybody in my family wants something handmade by me. Uh, So we asked all day and it was kind of fun because my dad came out to use my shop uh, for some Christmas presents that he's making for some other people. So it was me and my dad in the shop yesterday. We had some music going. Um, You know, my dad is more of a Uh, framing carpenter, you know, kind of more rough framing building houses and things where I'm more of a fine woodworker. So he had some questions for me and, you know, what what would be the best way to do this? Or, you know, he got to use my, my jointer, which is always fun. And then uh, a freshly jointed piece through a table saw that I just tuned the fence and put a brand new blade on. He was, he was pretty giddy with how Smooth and buttery everything was going. Yeah. Um yeah. So yesterday I turned salt shakers, some walnut and maple salt shakers for my grandma. Uh I started on a live edge necklace holder rack thing grandma uh, for my mom. <laughs> no, she is actually in Mexico right now. So <clears throat> you know,
1: the internet goes across the world.
3: yeah but she's she's on a cruise ship and I don't think she listens to the podcast so if you are a grandma you're getting all shakers it's right. every time you say it
2: the internet cuts out so she won't understand what you're talking about
3: oh good yeah my my internet woes here are terrible I just tried three different uh, three different internets and this is the best one and it's terrible so (laughs) I'll try something new next week I don't know that's um, all right yeah. uh, I also got three new mission uh, all from that matched live edge cherry slab dining table I made um, three different friends of that client contacted me separately Wow uh, yeah so that was that was good and they're big big live edge projects two of them are uh, a bathroom vanity um, two separate bathroom vanities which I think is funny uh, just vanity tops for vessel sinks to sit on. Uh, and then one of them is another dining table.
2: That's great. The, the word of mouth is just so incredible in this business. Like it, I, it just, it blows yeah. my mind. Um, yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the questions I get asked the most is like when you started, how did you get business? And, and granted, I think making, you know, the, those initial contacts are, it's the, the most difficult part. And I started out by, um, you know, obviously I got into a couple of shops and, had some items in there and they sold and then, you know, they kind of con. I kind of became one of the go-to people for people who wanted custom stuff made. And then once I got, you know, once I had two or three pieces out there, it just spread, you know, like wildfire people, people's friends calling me and saying, Hey, I love what you did for so-and-so. And, and it's, uh, it's incredible. I mean, it's, you always hear that word of mouth is the most powerful form of advertisement and, uh, it doesn't really set in until, until you experience yeah. it. It's incredible. So, so the, the question I have, uh, what were you listening to? You said you were listening to music in the shop the other day.
3: Uh, I had my on um, and that kind of shuffles through a lot of uh, Dawes. Nice. Some Turnpike, yeah, Turnpike Troubadours, stuff like that.
2: I like the uh, uh, the older Dawes stuff a lot more than the newer Dawes stuff.
3: Yeah, so Taylor Goldsmith was saying that he used to write you know, everything and then his brother is the drummer um, and... So they would just say, like, hey, here's a song, let's learn it and play it. And then this last, last album, uh he kind of the rest of his bandmates to so it kind of gave a different sound. Um so I feel like that kind of attributes to that.
2: What's the the, um, the
3: North
2: is it Northwoods? What's the that was that was my favorite album. Is that what it's called Northwoods? I can't something like that.
3: I can't remember. There's a lot of live stuff too. Um uh and it's funny, I actually met Taylor on a oh. music cruise.
2: North Hills, that's the name of the
3: album. North Hills, okay. Oh, yeah, Yeah. because he's from L.A., right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys want to get to some questions? Absolutely. Let's see. We have a question left over from last week that we didn't get to. Um, Have you ever thought about making a foot-powered bandsaw table saw? And uh, that would be amazing. This is from uh, Yonatan24, one of our – That's obviously a
2: question for James.
1: Uh, No, I thought this was
3: from (laughs) Will. Doesn't grizzly make a foot-powered grants one? Yeah, you know, I, not that I know of. Maybe back in the '90s, I'm not sure. Um, yes, uh, for those of you who don't know, I
1: just made a, a foot-powered um, spring pole lathe. Um, I don't know if there is such a thing as a a motor-powered spring pole lathe. Now that would make a good video. That would be weird. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you do that. Like mechanically, you'd have to. Have you'd have to have a piston. Sort of,
2: you have to have yeah. Some, well, some sort of like reversing mechanism.
1: Yeah. Well, you just have to have a rotary piston. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yes, I, one of the things I want to build is a, a power takeoff unit. So basically, build a large flywheel that a person can sit at and turn the flywheel. And then the flywheel has a, a PTO that you can then connect to a bandsaw, a router, a table saw, uh, because all of those used to exist. That was, huh. uh, uh, it was yeah, uh, that's like the old chicken cops, right? Well, yeah, up until like uh, World War II, they were fairly common. Most all of them got destroyed in World War II for scrap drives. Um, And so they're very, very hard to come by now. Um, But they they do exist. Um, It's almost like modular
2: then, like you just have your, your drive system that you can hook up to whatever particular tool you want to
1: use it on. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. And basically have like a like a three hundred pound flywheel that takes a lot of energy to get up to speed, and so you pedal and pedal and pedal and pedal until it gets up to you know several hundred RPM on a three hundred pound wheel, and then you run your board through the planer, and then you power it back up to speed again. Um, and so it's, that's... stats. So
2: we have we have a new one in our uh, our chat here. Site for sex dating. We should probably. <laughs> probably... <do. laughs> <It's>, uh, did <laughs>
3: I don't know <laughs> what to say about that. Get that out. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the uh, it, instead of the foot-powered <laughs> flywheel uh, to get back on topic, <laughs> how do you get rid of a headache? <laughs> uh. um, yeah. So uh, the the old shaker shops in Pennsylvania, I've seen a couple to- actually got hydraulic uh, powered shops where they've got you know, they yeah, open the up. A, a, yeah, yeah, they the open up a certain wheel. gate, and then a, they've got all these crazy uh, wheels that run through like the ceiling of their shop. Yeah. The belt-driven stuff, and then yeah. they just move their belts on. Uh, the, yeah,
2: the the Woodwright um, Woodwright shop did a video. I think it's like called a. I can't remember the name. Of oh, it, but the it's, shop. Yes, it is, and it's like the coolest video ever. If you yeah. like that kind of, it's just interesting just to
1: watch it and see the kind of machinery that they used to do. And like yeah, the shop me- about uh, five miles away from me, that is completely power driven. I keep wanting to go over there and video it. Uh, but yeah, they have a, they have a water wheel and the whole thing's run off of it. It's, it's really cool. It's I mean, that video, it's so
2: cool. I mean, you watch it and it, it's funny. Zero I mean, people, safety. Yeah. But people, I mean, you don't, we don't give enough credit to like our ancestors and how, insanely like intelligent, like some of the technology that we used to rely on was like this, the machinery in that SAS shop is 10 times more complicated than, than the stuff that we're using now. I mean, it's the, the, just mechanically like watching how it, how it'll grab a piece of lumber and machine it, flip it, rotate it, like do all of these, these completely automated things mechanically with no electronics and no programming. It's just, I mean, it's, it's super cool it's just all these mechanical i mean all the gearing and yeah. the, the math well, and stuff involved in the, the engineering that went into those machines or is i mean i don't think we're it, it's a whole new level so
1: if you ever want to see the coolest video ever though um look up windmills windmill sawmill um and in in holland and other places where they have windmills you know you have this massive 70 foot tall windmill that powers a sawmill and it's not like a sawmill like you think about it is if you imagine a pit saw where you have a, a person above the board, and a person below the log that you, you run a saw back and forth between the two people, the windmill actually drives that saw but rather than having one saw, they'll have like six of them in row uh, an inch apart. And they'll run wow. a log through this. So the thing is completely automated. So as the wind turns, the, the blade goes up and down. And as it goes up and hits the top, then the log advances forward. And then it goes down and cuts another inch into the log. And so every, every movement of the, of the blade is an inch of cut. Um, and on a windy day, that might be an inch of cut every second and a half. Um, wow. And making six simultaneous cuts across the log. Uh, just absolutely incredible to watch. That is crazy.
3: I'm gonna but, check uh, that out. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look up windmill sawmill, and uh, I think uh, Wrangler Star did a video on a while ago. I think it's the best video he's ever done. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, here's a question for Zach uh, from Jim uh, from Jim Dockrell: <clears throat> um, Is the pickup going to get a nice heavy leather interior now? Um, that would be cool.
2: I would love to. It's I, I feel really bad. Like I haven't had any time to do anything to the truck. It's been, it's probably been like nine, 10 months since I've done any real work to it. I've just been so busy, uh, with my, my main channel and the podcast and trying to keep up with orders and stuff. I keep on, I keep on thinking I'm a week away from doing work on the truck and it just never happens. So, uh, ultimately, yeah, someday I think it would be really cool to uh, make some seats for it it actually has actually has some decent seats in there right now like that's probably the best part of the truck is the interior so uh, that would probably be one of the later projects but yeah it would certainly be neat to be able to do my own work on the inside so
1: yeah i'm I'm looking forward to that 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 truck is so so hot
2: I have I don't know if I can <laughs> I probably can't share a picture in the uh, in the live chat I'm gonna try so I, I worked with one of my buddies who's a yeah, uh, oh Okay, I wonder if I can post a link to Imgur.
1: Uh, no, but if you send one to me, I can post it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm gonna work on trying to upload that. So anyway, one of my buddies who is a uh, concept artist, like he draws, uh, he designs like really cool, unique vehicles, and then like some of the top tier like street rod builders build them, and then they go to like Barrett Auction and stuff like that. Anyway. Uh, I've been friends with him for a long time, and we we kind of worked on a design for my truck. And I've always really liked the old '60s gassers, which were like the '60s street legal dragsters. And uh, so I, we kind of worked that into a design. I'll I'll get the link to James here in a minute, and he can post it in the uh, in the, the the live chat.
3: So that yeah. sounds really cool. What's the clearance yeah. on your truck? The ground clearance?
2: Um, I don't know. It's stock ish. I mean, I don't like. I don't like lifted okay. trucks. I don't really like lowered trucks typically. Like I think it, I mean, some of them are, some of like the uh, rat rod trucks are kind of cool and they're dropped, but I just, I mean, this is my shop truck and I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like a truck should be a truck. You should be able to drive over curbs and haul stuff in them. So. Correct. I totally yeah. agree. And, and I like, I don't like the trend of lots of wheel and a little bit of rubber. Like huh. I, I like the other way. Like I want, no. like I want like, Giant tires and like you know normal size rims. I just think that looks
1: better. I don't
2: know. I can't remember.
3: Do you have Do you have white walls on your truck? I can't remember. Nope. I do
1: not. No. Okay. Yeah, speaking of vehicles, uh Brian Flick just asked. What, <laughs> asked What is your
2: first car? Uh My first car was a 1974 Nova, and this was in high school. And I took out I took out it's a like, student. Nice car. No, it was it like the it old. Was, nope. it, it was in dire need of paint. But uh so I took out the old
3: no go. Yeah.
2: No, I took out a uh a student loan for like thirty five hundred bucks for college that I didn't go to. And uh well, I mean I did eventually, but I took out the loan and spent that building a three eighty three stroker uh for that car. So I think my senior year my senior year of school, I, I built an engine for it that had about four hundred and fifty horse, four hundred and fifty uh foot pounds torque and remember the last day of school, um, a couple people from, the, from from class took their their textbooks and put them all under my, tire, my rear tire, and I burned out on the textbooks, and it was just, just like <laughs> confetti all over the parking lot, and I felt so awesome. It was like one of the highlights of my high school life, and then like a week later, they say, oh, guess what? You're not going to graduate until you replace all these textbooks, and textbooks aren't cheap. Oh. So, yeah. So that
3: was the end of that, but... It was worth it in hindsight. All right, you guys ready for mine? It was uh, a yeah, 1986, yeah. 1986 Volvo 240DL. Nice. That's a good yeah, first car. Thing was a tank. <laughs> yeah, indestructible. You couldn't get up to speed on the highway if you had uh, three of the, of your friends in the car with you. <laughs> if you're going up a hill? That's funny. Mine yeah, was a uh, 86
1: GMC S15. And uh, we, we, we nice. called it Bondo because there was more Bondo on it than body. <laughs> but it was a perfect first car because over the course of it, uh, I, I replaced pretty much everything on it except for the main cab, the rear axle, most of the dashboard I didn't replace, um, and the engine block itself. But everything else, front axle, the actual main frame was welded and replaced. Um, the bed. We put a wooden bed on it. The whole yards. It was. It was a fantastic first car. I'm still
2: trying to dig up this uh, this picture that was drawn.
1: Well, uh, while you're waiting, uh, let's see. Um, Carbonite Garomen. Sorry, again, bad with names.
3: Um, Gamorian, I think it is.
1: Gamorian. Okay, that would be good. Uh, That stuff you made the kitchen countertop from. Corian or solid surface countertop. Um, Do you think it would make a good handle, Uh, like turning something for a driver, rasp all, um, coping saw, jint, saw, fret, saw, etc.? And uh, we talked about this a little bit. It's it's, it's, anything you can do with wood, you can do with a solid surface countertop. Um, It cuts almost exactly the same, except for you don't have to worry about grain. There's no tear out, there's no split out. Um, It works beautifully. And on top of that, you heat it up and you can bend it to any shape you want. Uh, so it's a it's a very versatile surface, and I'm I'm really looking forward to, to actually trying to turn it. I'm, I'm thinking about making a few uh, of my chisel handles out of it and seeing how that does. But, okay. Yeah.
3: Now, does it uh, glue up like? Does... Uh, no,
1: uh, <laughs> the glue has to be um, the uh, there's an epoxy that's specifically designed for it. Uh, but the cool okay. thing about that epoxy is you get it tinted to the top you purchase. Um, so when you glue it up, it is the same color as the main color in the in the surface itself. So it is you you cannot find the seams. Um, I know exactly where the seams are at, and I cannot find them. And it's it's absolutely wow. incredible stuff. I mean, the next time you go to next time you look at any solid surface countertop out there, the front bull nose of it is three layers stacked together on every single one of them. Um, and so on the front bull nose of every solid surface countertop in the world. You will. There are, there are two seams running along the, the, the countertop, and you won't be able to find them. So it's, it's, it's a cool, cool stuff to work with. Uh, to I just posted. I don't have
2: edit access to our shop notes, so I just sent the um, the link to our Facebook yeah. chat, James, for, for the shop truck. Point. So only James, for some reason, can post links in our live chat. So um, here comes the link for the the truck, the way that I'm going to build it. So
1: mm, there
2: let's up. see. Where are we at? Uh, Jim Dockrell has a question for us. Um, pros and cons on split top versus solid top rubo. Ooh.
1: Solid top is always better. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, if you look at the original rubos, they're they're all solid top. Um, so when you put a split on uh, it, it's no longer actually a Robo. Um, the the big benefit for a split top rubo is you can run it through a smaller planer so if your planer is only 12 inches wide you laminate up two big chunks you run through your planer and voila it's flat um and, and so that that is fantastic for the hybrid woodworker a lot of people like that little split out thing for planing against um but a traditional rubo you just put in dogs into holes and you have the exact same thing so uh i don't know I don't like it because yeah. it it lessens the strength. Not having a fully laminated top going all the way across makes it weaker in the middle. Not by a huge amount because your stretchers underneath are going to be able to handle it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I don't like it. It's just yeah. one more thing for dust to clog in.
3: And I, 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 a couple of times I've used it.
1: I never pulled that out to to reset it.
3: Sorry. I made mine... Or I'm making mine. I started it, like, almost a year ago um, and then got busy. Uh, but I made mine a split top only because uh, that's what I had the material to do. I wanted more width to put, like, cabinet carcasses and things on instead of making a narrower bench. And to have somewhere where I could put uh, – I could take out that middle section and put, like, you know, a chair leg or something with a leg that I could clamp to the table Um and I plan to make a block in the middle that kind of closes up that spot. So then, you know, plane uh, shavings and things like that don't just clog up in it. Because I know me and my shop is pretty dusty, messy. Uh, in the middle of something, I'm not going to stop in the middle to clean up everything. I'm just going to keep going till I get to the end of whatever I'm doing. And then, so I, I would personally like a solid top Rubo, but I went with a split top because of
1: yeah it's it's really a personal preference i mean, there are a thousand ways to make a bench and no one is going to make a bench that other people like you just have to make it to your own personal preference
2: i am i love my nicholson that i built mm-hmm. i think for what i do that was the perfect bench i feel like nicholson's don't get enough love like rubo is like the I feel like rubo is like the status symbol bench. <laughs>
1: No, Nicholson is is a because it, it's so it's so easy to build. It's extremely sturdy for how easy it is to build. And yeah. uh, I mean, for ninety percent of what you do, you, you, you can't tell the difference between it and a robo and working on it. Well
2: the, the I just love the apron on it. I mean if you're like mm-hmm. you know, edge joining boards, it's just I just feel like it's the best setup and that's that's usually what I use my bench for. I mean, I don't know, it's it's just such a
1: yeah. it's simple it, it's and least, it's yeah, its only downside to me is like if you're um, chiseling or pounding towards the middle, um, it tends to have a bit more of a bounce feel to it. Uh, but y- I mean, you don't do that much, so it's, no. it's it's not going to be much of an issue for you. Yeah, and So I yeah, think, yeah, and nice. you can
2: build them for really cheap if if you haven't if you're not familiar with a uh, Nicholson. I have a video of two videos of me building mine on my YouTube. That's probably a year and a half ago. Um, they're just just strictly functional benches. They're just very simple and uh, the the apron on them is gigantic so you can you know if you're working on the side of any sort of board, it's just I just feel like it's a great setup for that so i'm
3: I'm pretty happy with mine. And if I'm not mistaken, a Nicholson bench is an English bench and Rubot is obviously a French bench, but aren't they almost a hundred years apart in yeah, the design? yeah, yeah.
1: Well, then you also have the Continental what was, Bench. What was first? Rubeau. The Rubo. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes and no. Um, there are, you know, the Nicholson style is older than Nicholson himself. Um, so I, I don't know when it actually started. <laughs> uh, huh. The Rubo is is kind of the, um, the the big change came when the benches were something at a, a sitting height. They were actually a bench height. Um and like the, that was the Roman style and early Middle ages and then it changed into more of a table height bench um, and that's where the rubo came it was a you know it was a, it was a thick top bench you would sit on and they just made it higher
3: so huh. yeah the the Roman type is the kind that you would straddle right and you mm-hmm. yeah. yeah those were
1: also common in Eastern Europe until the late middle ages
2: I always thought the uh, the Moravian style benches were kind of cool mm-hmm it's the just, splayed it's legs, weird looking.
3: I feel like yeah. my. Aren't they knocked? What's that? Aren't they knocked down,
2: on. down? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Nicholson that I built, which is based off the the Chris Schwartz one, is kind of a hybrid between like a Nicholson and a Moravian. Yeah. With the splayed yeah. legs. And, you know. Yeah,
1: and there's there's so many crossovers. Like mine, you know, if you would look at it initially, um, it the legs and top are very Rubbo-esque. Um, but with having the skirt more like a Nicholson and then uh, my legs and vices are more of a like a continental style. Um, so it's a, you know, you don't have to stick to any one style. You can mix and match any way you want and cre- come up with a bench that fits you because there there is no perfect bench out there. Yep. Well, what do you say we call it there and move on to the joke of the week? Sure. Yeah, we have one. This one nice. um, was from I'm going to totally butcher this name. Vasily Vaskerar—that's Vos- not even close. Nick Kosh Ka, Ka-s, Let's go with that one. Vasily yeah. <laughs> Why did the cabinet maker get arrested? Huh? Because he was a counterfeiter.
2: Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> That's good.
1: So if you want to hear your uh, joke of the week, uh, go ahead and send it to us. We we always like throwing those in there.
2: I, I'm I, like I feel like the joke of the week's really like kind of hit a resurgence. Like we're getting a lot of good ones all of a sudden. I remember yeah. it up like at first we were having a, a hard time getting jokes coming up and finding uh, them. Man. Yeah, we're, we've gotten some really good ones. I like the 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 uh, NC17 one that you sent us the other day. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> We might have Maybe to do that. One next we'll to week. that one. We, we
2: might have to like just make an exception and, and you know tell people to, to plug their ears if they can't take it. It's just so good. Ear So,
1: yeah. what are we watching this week, uh, Will?
2: Oh crap.
3: Uh, what am I watching? <laughs> uh, I'm not watching much of it. Peter McKinnon right now, just because he's always inspiring um, with his editing. He uh, he's a vlogger. And he's a Canadian guy, and he doesn't really always have anything, any content of substance. But it's always really beautiful. Like he shoots a lot of uh, B-roll and just pretty stuff, and he has editing tips and tricks and transitions and things like that. So, um, other than that, I've just been in the shop a lot. So,
1: good. Being in the shop is a good thing.
2: I uh, I can't I can't edit this, James.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to figure out why the editing isn't working on there, but I can. Uh, I can put the, it, yeah, I'll put, put it, in it in the it. chat and I'll, I'll post it over.
2: Uh, so I am reading. Like I said, I've been I've really been kind of re envisioning my entire business and uh, you know you, I'm, YouTube and just everything that I do. So I've been reading a lot on like marketing and stuff because I'm starting to starting to produce more like items for sale in my shop. And, uh, so I've been reading a lot of like marketing books and stuff. And, and, uh, the one I'm reading right now, is really good. It's called start with why by Simon Sinek. Um, so anybody interested in that sort of stuff, it's actually a really, really cool book. There's, there's some interesting stuff on there if you're, so if you're interested in like kind of growing a brand or, you know, growing your business name, it's, it's, uh, I recommend this one.
1: Well, I've been watching, um, Tom Fidgen finally came out with a new video. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh if you ever watched all of his older videos that he just he didn't talk, he just kind of did and the the older videos went along with his book. Um but he was given a uh, commission to do a carving. And from the the thumbnail I was thinking, you know, it was like a carving about a, a you know, a foot by maybe a 8 inches or so. Um but then you watch the video and you realize this carving is like three and a half feet tall by two foot wide and amazingly intricate and out of a solid piece of like four inch thick black walnut. Absolutely gorgeous and a beautiful, beautiful video. Um, definitely worth taking a look at. Um, yeah, so I'll leave a link to that in the description too, so I can get there right. I am looking for my tool of the week. Well then I will start with my tools the week, which is the spring pole lathe. Surprising! Surprise! surprise. Uh, I, I've been I've been having absolute blast with this, uh, and I've had so many people comment on my videos. That looks horrible! I can't stand watching it. This is uh, how can you stand to work on that? And it's like it it it's actually a lot of fun. It is extremely challenging because it's like rubbing your stomach and patting your head because your your foot is going in and out, but at the same time, your blade engages and disengages with the wood, and so you're trying to keep your spot. Um, but it's yet if your foot doesn't go down fast enough, it moves very slowly and you can almost turn it into like a, a, a screw cutting um, lathe uh, because your, your tool will move across the, the work at the speed that it's rotating. And it's um, it can be extremely challenging to try and master, but I think that's what makes it a lot of fun. So yes, that is my, my tool of the week. Let's see, Zach, All right. you have yours up. So,
2: um, I do. So uh I've used a lot of different cutting tools for like the leather stuff that I've been working on, and um, recently ordered a a Japanese skiving knife, and it is like probably the the best cutting tool I've ever used in my life. They're kind of funky looking. I'll uh, I'll put a direct link to the um, thing. So I had to order it from. There's a site called Goods Japan that's all just like Japanese made like leather working tools and stuff, and those guys. Those guys really have it down to a science, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, inc- it's insane. I mean, like cutting through like 10 ounce leather, like it's nothing. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, a game changer. With. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you can do a lot with it. It's kind of weird looking, like he kind of looks awkward, but once you start working with it, it's. Yeah. It looks
1: like a cleaver where easy. they put the, they, they put the knife edge on the wrong edge of the cleaver. Well, yeah. Like on the, and a lot side. smaller,
3: but Yeah yep
2: so that is my tool of the week
3: all right cool. well my tool of the week is uh the ripple delete tool in adobe premiere pro uh, <laughs> it's i have uh i'm uh i taught myself premiere and i until recently i have been going about cutting clips in my videos just with the cut tool or uh, the, the resize on the timeline tool and then would, I would manually move all the other clips to, to take up the gaps. And it was really time consuming, especially if you had already kind of done an edit, watched it, realized that the video was maybe too long or there was, you know, kind of dragging on any clips, then you have to go back and manually move every single clip. But I discovered the ripple delete tool uh, which just automatically takes up those gaps in your timeline. I and mean, it's made my editing go like ridiculously faster.
1: That is a great tool. I used it just yesterday. Huh. There you go. <laughs> I, I do all my, my editing because I just pull all my clips in timeline, in timeline order. I throw them in and then I go through and trim them all where they're at. So I end up with all these blank spaces in between it. And you just hit the one button and it all goes. Well done. Yep. <laughs> go sliding things around
2: all right cool that's uh that's about it for us isn't Mm -hmm. it
1: i think that about does it for this week um we're having a a fun time here if you guys have any questions uh feel free to leave them in the comments on the video and we'll try and get back to those also feel free to message any of the three of us through all of our social media you can find us at uh zh fabrications at william walker company and wood by Wright. so until next time we'll
3: see you later see you later See, see you guys
0: Thanks again for listening to the Creators Collective. We publish weekly on Thursdays in iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can follow us on social media pages everywhere at Creators Collective. We're also live streaming every week on Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Just look up the YouTube channel to join in on the fun of the live chat and get your questions answered live. And until next time, keep on creating.